Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 or 14 minutes mostly, but it keeps us in God's word and that helps keep us strong in our faith because faith comes by hearing the word of God. We encourage you to help others in your life grow in their faith, share these studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. Help somebody get stronger in their faith, come closer to God, and maybe even help them get to heaven. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day. We're going to begin a new line of thought and study. Talking about walking down heaven's road. Well, Jesus talked about in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, about there being two paths and only two paths through life from a spiritual perspective. He said, enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way that which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Or instead of difficult, confined, or straight and narrow, you know, is, is that way. We've talked about these two pathways through life, these two roads that each of us have to choose from, and you're walking down one or the other of them right now in your life. You make the decision every day. You're either going down that broad road, which leads to eternal destruction in hell, or because that's the pathway of unrighteousness, ungodliness, a lack of spiritual discipline that leads you to continually uh, live in sinful ways, unfaithful to God, doesn't say you don't believe you don't believe in God. You're just not living faithfully before God. That's that's the way of sinfulness, and the wages of sin is death. Romans six and verse twenty three. Now the other side of the ledger is that narrow pathway that is straight and narrow, and we've emphasized that truth is always narrow, and so that way is straight and narrow, and it leads to eternal life in heaven because. The way to heaven is the way of living by the truth of God's word. John 17 and verse 17, on the night of his betrayal, Jesus prayed to the Father and said, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. And so if you're living faithfully and consistently and obediently by the teachings of God's word, then you're on that straight, narrow pathway of truth that leads to heaven, eternal life with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit in heaven. Now, as I said, you're walking down one or the other of these pathways, these roads through life right now. You're making the choice yourself, and you make that choice every day. Which way are you going to go? Are you going to live in faithfulness to God, or are you going to walk the way of sinfulness, the way that the devil is trying to influence you away from walking faithfully and consistently with God every day? The sum of the whole matter is this, walk to be happy, happy, walk to be healthy. The best way to lengthen your days is to walk steadily and with a purpose. And that's a quote from Charles Dickens, famous author. Well, which way are you walking? Now, a lot of people, they choose the pathway that's wide and broad and no, no, hold, no, no holds barred and, you know, just make up your own mind. Whatever you want to do, just have at it and, you know, 
A lot of people say that's the pathway of sin, or rather of fun and pleasure, and that's what they want. They want to be able to do what they want to do without any restrictions and without any responsibility toward God. They don't want to hear about God. They don't want to hear about Jesus. They don't want to hear about living the Christian life. They don't want to hear about the Bible and what it has to say. They just want to do what they want to do, and that's the pathway to, as Jesus said, eternal condemnation in hell. Well, which way are you going? Are you going that way? Or are you walking the walk of righteousness and faithfulness and dedication and commitment to God on a consistent basis by living by the teachings of his word, letting his word guide you through your pathway every day? Well, it's up to you. That's the pathway that leads ultimately to heaven. I want us to think about walking down heaven's road. Now, again, what did Charles Dickens say? The sum of the whole matter is this, walk to be happy, walk to be healthy. The best way to lengthen your days is to walk steadily and with a purpose. Now we can look at this and we can look at philosophical uh, applications, but we also can look at it from a health perspective. When somebody goes into the hospital and, and has surgery performed, major surgery, what is one of the things that the doctor almost always instructs the patient to do by way of recovery? Walk. Walk, 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 walk. The doctor keeps telling the patient, you need to get out and walk. Now, one thing that helps keep your cardiovascular system working well. It also helps keep your pulmonary system working well. But it's also probably the easiest form of exercise to just get everything healing properly and keep your joints and you keep your joints lubricated and your muscles in tone and so on. And so they say, walk, keep walking. When we look at first Timothy chapter four, verses seven and eight, we read this. Paul said, Reject profane and old wives' fables and exercise yourself toward godliness. For bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. Well, we have a very exercise, physical fitness, healthy eating kind of mindset that's being pushed at us all the time in our, in our culture, in our society right now. You know, what kind of foods should you eat? What kind of foods should you not eat? You know, how many people are belonging to a gym and go every day or five days or maybe three to five days a week and they're exercising continually? And, and that's good. That, that kind of bodily exercise is productive of good physical health. And Paul does not demean physical exercise, he says, it's profitable. How's he put it? It is, it is profitable for a little, you know, it does some good, but he contrasts it with spiritual exercise, which he says is profitable for all things because it has the promise of life. Not only that now is, we can live the best life we can live as we live by God's word. So we're exercising ourselves from a spiritual perspective as well as from a physical perspective. And he says, of that which is to come. So the bodily exercise, that's good. That's good. And we need to think about that. And we need to focus on trying to exercise physically to a degree that's going to help keep us healthy and strong, our bodies fit.
And we talk about diet, how much, what kinds of food should we eat. We talk about lifestyle, activities, stress, recreational pursuits. We talk about exercise, cardio exercise, aerobics, running, weight training, and the list can go on and on. Well, the basic principle is good because because of what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? He's speaking this to Christians now. Whom you have from God, and you are not your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So he's not talking about self-glorification here. You know, build up your muscles and just show them off so that you can get glory from people looking and saying, wow, look at that. That's, you know, like Mr. Atlas or something. Or, boy, look at her. She is so beautiful. Look at the stone of her skin and so on. Now, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with, with developing our bodies to those to, to, in those ways, but it's not for self-glorification. It's what Paul's talking about. We're to glorify God in our body, in the way we live. We need to think about and we need to focus on healthy living and healthy eating and so on. Because if you're a Christian, if you're a true Christian, well, Paul says your, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you. And so we need to respect our body and we need to glorify God in the way that we live and the way we take care of ourselves. In Acts chapter 24 and verse 16, in the King James Version, it reads this way, herein do I exercise myself to have always a conscience void of offense toward God and toward men. Now, he's not talking about physical exercise. He's talking about spiritual exercise. Herein do I exercise myself. I'm focusing on my relationship with God. And so that's spiritual exercise. Living the Christian life should not be a haphazard thing, should not be just a coincidental kind of thing, you know, that we think it just happens every day naturally and so on. It needs to be a focused lifestyle, dedication, commitment. <clears throat> In Hebrews chapter 5, <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 5, verses 12 through 14, we read this. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those by reason who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil." another understanding of spiritual exercise. We get into God's Word, we study God's Word, we discipline ourselves to keep studying God's Word, to learn about it, to pray for God's guidance and understanding as we study it, and to make the proper applications to our lives. Well, the Hebrews writer here says, he's, he's rebuking at least some of his initial readers. He said, you've been Christians long enough, you should be more fully developed because you've, you should have exercised your senses from a spiritual perspective to continue to grow in your faith and grow stronger and stronger as Christians, stronger and stronger in God's word, but you failed to do that. So 
you're still on baby food, basically, spiritually. You're still having to focus on learning the very basics of God's Word, of Christianity. You should be beyond that. In fact, you should be teachers of others, instructors of others as to how to grow in their faith. Now, remember that principle we keep pushing in these Bible studies. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We need to exercise ourselves in our study and knowledge and growth in God's Word so we can become stronger spiritually, just as we need to exercise our bodies to stay strong physically. But the greater, the greater, the greater focus should be on the spiritual exercise. We'll look a little bit further next time. Let's pray. Father in heaven, help us to grow in our faith. Help us to exercise ourselves unto godliness by being in your word and diligently being students of your word and help us to make the proper applications to our lives. Help us to be strong in our spiritual lives, Father, and thereby glorify you. Please forgive us and hear our prayer, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen.